0: The scripture uh, that I'm preaching from this morning is Luke 18, one through eight. I realize I don't have a pocket, so I keep going for a pocket that's not there. One, one of these things, I'll, one of these days, I'll remember that. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and to not lose heart. so that she may not wear me out by continually coming and the lord said listen to what the unjust judge says and will not god grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night will he delay long in helping them i tell you he will quickly grant them justice and yet when the son of god a son of man comes will he find faith on earth the word of god for the people of god Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Context. When reading and studying the Bible is extremely important. There are verses within this sacred text that, when pulled at random, have caused a lot of harm and heartache for the children of God. Knowing where something fits historically and in the overall story is of the utmost importance. This parable comes after Jesus healed the ten lepers. Now, I didn't preach on that last week, opting to preach from Jeremiah, but the children heard a little bit about it. In it, Luke gives us the importance of thanking God for the blessings that we have received in our lives. He reminded us that sometimes we are so wrapped up in our own ideas and thoughts that even Though we ask God for whatever we would like, we do not always thank God for what we have received. Just after the healing of the lepers, the Pharisees, the ones who claimed to know and obey the laws of Moses, who constantly questioned Jesus' message of love, asked him when the kingdom of God is coming when they could expect this place that God had promised and that Jesus spoke about. Jesus answered that the kingdom of God is already here, thus giving birth to the theological notion and explanation of both here and not yet. The kingdom of God is recognized in the small things, in the small miracle, the way that we interact with each other, the newness of life after devastation. So while we wait for the kingdom, we are already able to live in it. And Jesus then tells them today's parable, another way to live in the kingdom as they wait for it, to pray always and not lose heart. This is not a parable about God, but a parable about us, the children of God. It is a parable about what we do, what we should do, and what we shouldn't do. The importance of this passage comes in that it brings a voice to the voiceless through our prayers. At the time of Jesus, widows did not have a voice. Widows were among the marginalized in society and, like the lepers, often became the representation of all who were left on the edges of society. In those days, a woman needed to have a father, a husband, or a son in order to survive. For a widow to be returning day after day, not only to be seen by, but speak to a judge is something that was not the norm. There is no word on what happened to her or what else or who else may have been involved. But she went day after day to the judge. She persisted with her voice in a time when very few were willing to listen. The character of the widow is used a lot throughout the book of Luke, especially when speaking to the power or of the power of Jesus Christ. The use of widows as vessels for these words amplifies the voices of those who cannot speak for themselves. Anna, the prophet and widow in the early chapters of Luke, proclaimed the good news of Jesus' birth. Jesus mentions the widow of Zarephath who fed Elijah while he read for the first time in the synagogue. Later in the book, Jesus raised the only son of the widow of Nain. The marginalized come up over and over again throughout Luke to speak and show the truth of Jesus. The judge in this passage is everything that God is not. He is set up to be kind of the anti-God. Here is a judge who is unjust. He is only in the game for his own self-interests. He has power and he abuses that power. He has no sense of accountability All of the opposite of what we know about God. God chooses to be in relationship with us. God is a God of justice and grace. We know, or what we certainly should know, that God is with us every moment of our lives. In our joy and in our sorrows. We know that God listens with us and struggles with us. We do not have a God like this judge that sits back, surrounded by power, while we suffer. Rather, we have a God who suffers with us and alongside us. God does not sit back and become irritated at our constant efforts of communication and understanding. God cannot wait to have a relationship with us, for each for us to reach out in prayer and in action to strengthen our faith. God will do better by us than this person set before the widow. The unjust judge, because he was tired of listening to the woman and was tired of looking at her, just finally gave her what she wanted. Do not assign the role of the judge to God. God will not ignore us until we've simply worn him down. But rather, will join us in our suffering and work with us to resolve the pain that we carry in our hearts. Like the woman seeking justice, we must pray justly so that our prayers have meaning. This harkens back several weeks, all the way back to the lesson in the last week of July. Do you guys remember July? It feels like a long time ago already. It was hot that last week in July. Oh, it was hot. Oh. In Luke 11, Jesus gave us words to pray. And reminded us that God, like a good parent, was not going to give a scorpion to us no matter how much we asked for it. Because it was not in our best interest. God cannot be worn down like the judge. But God will grant us peace when we pray with justice and faith in our hearts. As we live in the reality that the kingdom is here and not yet, we can't work for justice without prayer. If we are praying without justice, it is empty. Jesus mentions justice four times in just these eight verses. The Reverend Dr. Barbara Lundblad, who was an associate pastor of preaching at Union Theological Seminary in New York City wrote this, If we pray without working for justice, our prayers are empty. If we work for justice without prayer, we will think it all depends on us. If we pray and work for justice without faith, then we will fall to despair when justice isn't done. Prayer and justice and faith. What Jesus has joined together, let no one set asunder. Prayer and justice and faith. Faith is the last piece and a key component in our prayers. God's action can indeed seem slow at times. When we are waiting for an answer or a change in our situation, it can seem that God isn't moving very quickly on a solution for us. Perhaps we are in need of a new job or a home that will help us sustain our family. Perhaps we are faced with an illness and we hope to be healed. Perhaps we grieve, but the grief doesn't seem to be lifting. But that is why faith is such an important piece in our lives. We must keep our faith when we pray. Without the element of faith and faith in our, own belief, in our own prayers, we can often feel burned out. We lose interest. We begin to fall away. But with faith, we can endure. When things are tough, it's hard to see any of the kingdom of God unfolding in front of us. So we must, like the widow, persist in our prayers, full of justice and faith in our hearts. Because the kingdom of God is unfolding around us, there is always and forever opportunities of love and grace and transformation. By allowing our hearts and our minds to remain open to that transformation, we can continue to work Toward justice through faith as we await the full arrival of the kingdom of God. Maintaining a life of prayer throughout that wait. Prayer is not about bending God's will to our desires, but transforming our hearts to the will of God. God. To pray with justice and faith in our hearts helps us to see the humanity in our enemies. It helps us to see the blessings that are before us. Prayer can help us see the kingdom of God in the midst of our despair. To pray justly is to pray for the good of all, not just ourselves it is to pray that the will of God be heard and heeded by all who can and will hear. Prayer is not a means of self-service. It is not something that we use to get what we want. And just in case the words of Christ aren't enough for us to understand, Mick and Keith managed to put it into song for us. You can't always get what you want, but if you try, sometimes you get what you need. What we want and what God wants for us are often separate things. Through the grace and presence of God in our lives, we will be able to look around to see what opportunity is around us, to see what tools we have in our immediate grasp and MacGyver our way through trouble, the way that God would have us do. Through Christ, we have what we need to live into this kingdom of God through prayer, through justice, and through faith. Amen.